Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and grace. And this is a summer snack bite. So where are my savories at? My salties. You know, my sisters and brothers that prefer to have a salty snack or a savory snack over a sweet one. You know, I think a lot of the snack bites we've had so far right up front, they're, they're sweet to the taste. And this one's gonna be, amen, but at first it might sound a little like, what? <laughs> but I do happen to be a savory, salty snacker myself. Love my sweet treats. But if you ask me in the middle of the day what kind of snack I want, I usually want something a little bit savory. But here we go, my friends. Here's our snack for today. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that God knows your weaknesses. I want to say that again. You heard me right. I didn't say that he knows your strengths. And I didn't say it was a bad thing. I said it is a good thing. Somebody say with me, it's a good thing that God knows my weaknesses. And you're like, really, Charlie? I think you've done lost it. Mm, it's always been debatable whether I ever had it. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> but listen to me. Here we go. Psalms 103, verse 13. Just as a father, just as a father, remember that God is your loving heavenly father. He is your loving daddy God, my friends. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who worship him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. Okay, I'm going to do that thing again where I change that word for for you to the word because, because that is what it means. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who worship him because he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. Listen, that was in the New American Standard Translation. Here it is again in the New International Translation. Psalms 103, and this is verses 13 through 14. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who worship him. My friend, those who worship him, who are they? They're his children. I, I can guarantee you people who are not children of God don't worship him. And once you become a child of God, you can't help but worship him because we're just so grateful for all that he's done for us. We're just so grateful that we are children of God. Hallelujah, my friend. So that's one and the same. To say those who worship him is, is one and the same to say those who are his children. Because like I said, the world ain't worshiping him. His children are. And why does he have compassion on us? Because he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. My friends, who formed us? God did. Who made Adam out of the dust? And then he made Eve out of the side of Adam. God did. What is this saying? He's saying this is man's weakness. That we're made from just the dust. And because he remembers that because he knows how weak we are. He takes compassion on us. See, we're so used to the world's ways where we might get exploited for our weaknesses, where people might make fun of us because of our weaknesses, that we get this thinking that our weaknesses are a bad thing and we need to cover them up and shame and, and hide them. And maybe you've even been made to feel ashamed about your weaknesses, my friends, but with the Lord, with the Lord, it is a good thing 
that he knows our weaknesses because it's the very reason he has compassion on us. Do you know why we get disappointed in other people? We get disappointed in other people when we place a higher expectation on them than they can fulfill. Do you know God never gets disappointed with you because he doesn't do that? He doesn't place higher expectations on us, my friends. He remembers that we are simply made out of dust. We put expectations on ourselves. We put, and I mean unreasonable, right? Unreasonable expectations on ourselves. And when we put unreasonable expectations on ourselves, we will put them on everyone around us. It's just our human nature. We cannot be more generous or love other people around us more than we love ourselves, my friend. And we cannot love ourselves until we know how much God loves us. And God does not put unreasonable expectations on us. He put it all on his son at the cross. So he sees our very weaknesses, my friends, and he has compassion on us. You know what else it means? The Bible tells us that God is our refuge. He is a very present help in our times of trouble, a very present help. My friend, if God doesn't know your weaknesses, if he doesn't know your problems, can he be of any help to you? <laughs> no, he can't. Have you ever had that experience where somebody was trying to help you, but because they didn't quite understand the situation correctly, they actually made things worse? And you know what? I would venture to say that we've all been on both sides of that, right? Maybe someone tried to help us and they didn't really understand what we needed, so they made the situation worse. There's probably been times in our lives where we tried to help someone else, and because we didn't really understand what they needed, we made their situation worse. But God knows our weaknesses. And so he knows exactly how to be a very present help to us, my friends. And that is his heart's desire. He takes compassion on our weaknesses. He is a very present help in our weaknesses, my friends. And our weaknesses actually qualify us for his grace. If you have no weaknesses, you don't qualify for grace, my friends, because grace is undeserved and unmerited. That's why the Pharisees are the only ones who never received it. They didn't believe they needed it. They thought they were perfect. They didn't think they had any weaknesses. And so they pushed away the very purity of grace standing right in front of them because they didn't have any weaknesses. My friends, I'd rather have weaknesses and have grace and Jesus relevant in my life, showing up in my life to be the very present help in my life because of those weaknesses than to try and live this life pretending that I don't have them. And that leads to the greatest deception of all, self-deception. We all have weaknesses, my friends, every single one of us. And you know, the Lord will take those weaknesses and turn them into our into our good, even in the way he strengthens our relationship with him. I'll give you a very, uh, a very good example from my own life. But first, I want to share with you what can be a roadblock to this thinking that that it's a good thing for God to know my weaknesses. I know this was a roadblock to me for most of my life. And, and um, well, I can't say most anymore because praise the Lord, I've been living under grace for almost half my life now. It's been a long time. He's so good, but I'm still constantly growing, my friends, constantly because his grace is like the ocean. It's compared to the ocean. That is how vast his grace is. It's even more than that. But to give us something earthly and natural we can compare it to, he compares it to the ocean. And do you know the ocean is so vast 
There is a point in the ocean where you are closer to the International Space Station than you are to the first bit of land. Think of that. Yep, you heard me. I said it right. You can Google it. There is a place in the ocean where you are closer in distance to the International Space Station than you are to the first bit of land. And yet God's grace is greater than that. Hallelujah, my friends. There is no plumbing the depths of his grace, but it sure is nice to jump in and swim around and fill that refreshing water. My friend, there's a reason that even in the natural, people are drawn to oceans. They love to go sit on the beach. They love to, to go for those vacations uh, around the water. People, I've, so many times I've even heard people tell me that they, they just feel more at peace at the, at the ocean. Even unbelievers, my friends, because the Bible says deep calls into deep. God's spirit, his grace is calling to your spirit my friends his grace called to each and every one of our spirits before it even came alive that's why it came alive when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior when we said I want your grace in my life Lord amen amen all right we got to get off this bunny trail who but it's so easy to talk about grace all day long so my friends in Ephesians 1 verse 6 there's this beautiful phrase that says to the praise of the glory of his grace his glorious grace we are accepted in the beloved, accepted before God, my friends, holy, completely, 100% accepted to God in the beloved. Who's the beloved? Jesus is the beloved. And the moment you accept Christ in your heart, God accepts you in his son and you have now just become his beloved. You are the beloved of the Lord, my friend, and you are completely accepted before him because you are in Christ. You know why that's so important, my friends? Because we are not accepted based on our performance. We're not accepted based on the good things we do. So we cannot lose that acceptance. Come on now. Based on the bad things we do, because it was never based on us in the first place. We are accepted in the beloved. My friends, you want to know how you know that you know that you know you're accepted before God? In the middle of blowing it, do you still feel like you're God's beloved? Do you still know that he loves you, that you are still accepted, that you are still righteous, that he is still favoring you and pouring out his grace on you? That's how you know that you know that you know. Because if you have this feeling that, oh, I just sinned. So God's angry at me now. God doesn't love me anymore. He has to stop blessing me. He has to stop favoring me until I go through whatever charades or rigmarole you've been taught that that means you have to go through now. Then you're not actually living under grace and you don't understand that you're accepted in the beloved. And that's exactly where the enemy wants you to be. That will cause you to constantly be trying to jump in and out of relationship with the Lord. Try applying that to any other relationship in your life and it'll fall apart. And my friend... If there's relationships around you falling apart, it's because you're not first at peace with God. You don't see that you have been accepted in the beloved. And why am I sharing all this when we're talking about it's a good thing that God knows your weaknesses because you will not be comfortable with that phrase until you first understand how accepted you are to him. You're accepted in the beloved. You're already accepted before him. Your spirit is actually in heaven before God, even now, you are placed in Christ who is sitting next to the Father's right hand. So it's okay for God to know your weaknesses. 
like I said, my friend, he is now using your weaknesses for your good and for your benefit. It's how he can give you the very help that you need. It's because of your weaknesses. I can tell you, my friends, we are harder on ourselves about our shortcomings and our failings than God is because God already poured all that being hard on ourselves on Christ. He was hard on Christ because of your shortcomings. So he will never be hard on you about it again. Correct us to bring us out of it. Yes, my friends. Correct us to bring us to a higher calling, to a higher life, to a place of receiving more from him. Yes. Be hard on you, punish you, judge you, be angry with you, disappointed with you. Never, never Christ took that. Now, my friend, it was when I was in the process of, of still really, like I said, getting this deep down in my soul that God accepts me. No matter, no matter how I fail. And, and finally, one day I realized there is a weakness that I was hiding from him, <laughs> right? Hiding from him. Even though he knows, but it's like we still don't want to talk to him about it. See, here's the thing. When we know that it's a good thing, he knows our weaknesses, we will go and talk to him about them. And guess what? Then he can help us, heal us. So many times our weaknesses are related to a healing in our heart that we need, a brokenness, a hurt that we've experienced. And we just keep falling into that same pattern over and over again because we're afraid to talk to God about it. The very one, the only one who can help us. So one day, I am just so upset with myself because for years, I had been trying, I had been trying, right there, you already know I've gone wrong, right? I had been trying to forgive some certain people in my life. And what the result was, was I couldn't even think this person's name without getting angry. That's what all my trying to forgive them did for me. And finally, one day after, after Lord had been working with me to show me how accepted I am, like he's telling you right now, like he's working in your heart right now. I just told him, I said, daddy, God, you know what? I do not want to forgive so-and-so. I know I'm supposed to, but I don't want to. I'm just trying to because I'm supposed to, but I don't want to. My friend, that was my, my weakness at that time that I was bringing to him. And you know how he responded? He did not respond with all the words I'd already been beating myself up with. You know you're supposed to forgive, right? No, he responded by showing me the why I didn't want to forgive. And I'm going to share this because some of you might be in the same place. This person had abused me for years. And I didn't want to forgive them. Because I had this incorrect belief and thought that if I forgave them, that meant I had to let them back into my life. And so I was afraid of forgiving them because I was afraid it would lead to more abuse and pain and hurt. And so by telling the Lord this, he was able to show me that there's a very big difference in forgiving someone and being in relationship with them. And he never calls us to be in abuse. He delivered people out of that, my friends. Jesus delivered people out of abusive relationships. And once he showed me that I could forgive and still expect him to protect me, know that I did not have to be in relationship with this person, can I tell you the forgiveness flowed out effortlessly. And I saw my Savior there on the cross. And how in so many ways I've abused him. 
my friends, maybe not in the exact same way this person abused me, but he was on that cross, which was an abuse of him in a manner of speaking. Yes, he came to sacrifice himself, but he was abused and he was abused because of my sins. And yet he chose to declare, Father, forgive her. She knows not what she does. And that forgiveness just flowed so effortlessly from my heart. And now I am able to see this individual as the hurt and broken person that they are and see their weaknesses and have compassion on them. And I now pray for them from from a heart of true love and compassion for them regularly, my friends. No, I have not entered back into relationship with them but I have been able to forgive them. And not only that, see how the Lord took that. And now I have a greater understanding of how much he's forgiven me and how he loves me and how I can come to him and share anything with him. I can even say, Lord, I see that your word says to do this, but I don't want to. And instead of bashing me with the word, my friends, he loved me into wholeness. That's what he does. He took my weakness and turned it into my good. And he wants to do the same for you today, my friends. Sometimes when we have a weakness brought up, I used to always think the devil was just pointing these things out to me. My friends, sometimes it's your father because we will have weaknesses in us we're not even aware of too, right? There's the ones you're aware of and then there's a whole plethora of ones we're not aware of. Sometimes when those come up, it's your loving daddy saying, I want to heal that hurt that's causing that. I want to heal that brokenness. I want to be your very present help in this weakness, my friends. And we just give it to him. We just give it to him. Hallelujah, my friends. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read this scripture for you one more time. Actually, yeah, I know. Here we go. These long little snack bites. Uh, I want to read both of them to you. Ephesians 1 verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved made us past tense my friends you can't lose it made us accepted in the beloved and again from psalms 103 verse 13 through 14 as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on those who worship him because he knows how we are formed he remembers that we are dust my friends it is a good thing that God knows your weaknesses. Hallelujah. Amen, my friends. Amen. All right, I got to let you go. Until next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.